0: you mm-hmm. do need to discuss it more. We do need to talk about the loads that our pastors
1: carry, the first ladies of the churches carry, ministry leaders, praise uh, leaders. There are so many people in leadership, and we don't really talk about what all that they go through in terms of managing that ministry, their uh, specific ministry. So we're going to have Pastor Dixon from Mount Gilead Baptist Church in Italy, Texas with his lovely wife. And then we're going to have Dr. Tanya Cunningham. She is a specialty uh, grief counselor, but she does a lot of other things, and I had the pleasure of speaking with her, so she'll be on tonight. And then during Girl Talk, we are going to have a couple of different topics that we go over. Uh, Primarily, we'll be talking about black influencers, African-American females that are making moves that I'm really watching and uh, enjoying and then we'll talk about, uh, of course, some of the news about the pastors that are in current events. Really need to talk about that. Uh, and what else do we have on deck? Oh, yeah. Something that we're going to need going from spring into summer is how to be mindful about our relaxation. Nisha is going to bring that to us tonight as the balancer. So we'll have some lessons on meditation. And if I can meditate without falling asleep, we know that we have been successful because anytime I'm sitting still, Only thing I can do is go to sleep. So, last week and the week before, I had the opportunity to speak with several groups about the emotionality of success. And one of the things that I talked to them about was disappointment, dealing with disappointment. So, I want to highlight that a little bit tonight because I got a lot of questions following those talks and people actually inboxing me saying that makes sense. I didn't ever think about it. So, when I talk to people about the emotionality of success, I help them understand that success is not not always up in the air. We're not always on cloud nine. We're not always doing well. That there are some points in our journey where we're actually either failing or falling short. And that does not mean that our journey is over. It means that we need to step back and reflect on what we're doing and actually come up with another way to either do it differently or do it better. I also told a group of teenpreneurs, and uh, let me give her a shout-out, Miss Star Williams. She, uh, uh, let me see, I don't think it's owned, but she runs the nonprofit, stars United Global Outreach, and does a lot of work with young entrepreneurs. But one of the things that I told them was that in your um, failure, there is success. Because what failure does is it agitates you. And agitation brings about growth. And if there's no growth, then how can you consider yourself a success? And we brought that in as well to talk about entitlement. That a lot of people feel like they're entitled to success, that things should just come naturally to them. There should be no hiccups, but that's called entitlement. And we don't ever want to get in a place of entitlement because that also will um, stunt your creativity and your growth. And you never really know What you're fully capable of so i'm okay with agitation i'm okay with failure but i don't sit in agitation and i don't sit in failure and that's what i encourage people to do when i've been talking to them so that's kind of what i've been on the last few weeks people have been asking me to speak and i'm thoroughly enjoying it each time i get to share a different little bit of what's actually going on in my mind that we keep bringing up here every month talking about the emotionality of success and then things that people talk to me about just in daily interactions. So last month was March, and some of you know that both of my grandmothers are named Rosie. I love my Rosies. So one Rosie has gone on to be with God, and the other Rosie is here. And so you see a picture now of my Rosie uh, that has gone on to heaven. And then my other Rosie, she turned 87 last week. So when I was growing up, I thought that everybody's grandmother was named Rosie because both of mine were Rosie, and they had such a huge impact on me and who I am. Uh, my grandmother, Rosie, with an eye, she was a uh, house cleaner, if you will. She was a maid, and she would take me out to people's homes over in North Dallas off of Turtle Creek. We would go out there every week, and she loved, uh, taught me so many things about how to be a woman, how to carry myself, how to speak up for myself. And then my other grandmother, who I say Rosie with the Y, she actually worked in finance. She worked for the Dallas Urban League for years. She's been uh, in accounts payable, a, a really good money manager. So she taught me a lot about what I know in terms of finances. But with both of these women, I had the most meaningful and best conversations because they always respected my voice. Even as a child, they respected my voice and encouraged me to think and create and be uh, assertive, all of these words that they would feed into me. And I never once got in trouble for speaking my mind, but what I would get in trouble for was not asserting myself. So if I came in the house crying about what somebody did to me, I'd get in so much trouble. So it was just those things that I was reflecting on in Women's History Month, in terms of them uh, passing on Just some of those things that I love about my grandmothers, and I wanted to share it with you guys, my rosies. So we are going to have a good show tonight. I want you to hang in there with us. We have uh, Girl Chat coming up next with Tasha. You know how Tasha is, the branded bandit. (laughs) See what she has for us on Girl Chat tonight. And then Nisha is going to bring us an interview that she did with a nights nice group uh, over in Dallas about the mindfulness, uh, meditation and being mindful and actually taking the time to just stop, which it has made me very conscious about absorbing my time when I don't have anything to do. Like if I wake up early in the morning or as I prepare to go to bed, because usually when I get ready to go to bed at night, I go straight to sleep, no discussion. I don't have to think long or anything. I just turn on Star Trek. That's a trivia question for you. I watch Star Trek before I go to bed every night. I can turn on Star Trek and I go straight to sleep. So Nisha's gonna uh, give us a little bit of information about what she learned. And then we'll go into our interviews tonight, which I just expect to have a really good time with that. So hang in there, remember to invite your friends to Goals Don't Have Feelings with Dr. Stacey Alexander. Go on the chat, talk to us, let us know what's going on. Uh, Ask us questions. We'll also post a phone number. Oh, it's already up. There you go. So call us at the station 972-863-8860. Give us a call or zero, depending on where you're from, and we'll take your questions during the show. So
0: hang tight. We'll be right back. Discuss major African American female
1: influencers like Miss Valerie Burton, encouraging us to get out of our comfort zone. And what about the Oscar winner, Regina King? Did she not highlight this year's award ceremony? Issa Rae is turning heads in Hollywood like never before. But don't forget about Serena Williams. She's using her experience to help other business women launch their own desires. And Taraja P. Henson is highlighting mental health like never before. You know I like that. Come on Rihanna with that beauty line and Jada Pinkett Smith with red tabletop. Forget what Hollywood says, we can build our own platform. And Miss Michelle Obama has the highest ranking memoir ever recorded. And then look at Ava DuVernay, you know I love her hair. She's rocking Hollywood like no one else. Oprah Winfrey and Shonda Ryan are still making moves on television, so don't sell them short. And then Lovey, oh my gosh, her commentary, you can't beat it. No one in the market. So watch us as we talk about the major influencers because we want to know, who are you watching? Thursday night, 7 p.m., Goals Don't Have Feelings with Dr. Stacia Alexander. We'll see you there. Okay, we are back on set. Boy, I tell you, live, I'm telling you, live broadcasting is hilarious. And so, you'll see, that's
2: another reason why I go
3: straight to sleep at night after being on set. So, ladies, are y'all ready? Tasha, you have kind of flying. You good tonight? Yeah, I can have this one Michael Jackson curl that just will not stay. <laughs> I know, it's, let, it's, let it's a little flat. Michael
1: Jackson curl. It's, it's a little flat
3: tonight. I'm so sorry. I know y'all are used to me being at my best. It's just a little flat. It'll be all right. It'll be
1: all right. So y'all doing okay tonight? (laughs) Yes, I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Nisha?
2: I'm doing great. I'm just glad to be here. Uh, Had a little snafu over uh, earlier. And uh, getting adjusted in in the with you guys, but I'm glad to be here live with you guys.
1: okay. Okay. So, Misha, we need you to scoot over a little bit. They're gonna yes. fix that camera that's on me so you don't knock that over. Okay. Yeah, Tasha, scoot it over a little bit. Okay. Oh, Lord help them. <laughs> oh, this is the oh, this that's is the, the camera, camera that's on TV. you? Yes, yeah. Oh, so and I'm controlling that it. TVs okay,
2: and I'm controlling this camera? Yes, you are controlling that camera. Okay. <laughs> so I'll scoot this way, Dawn. All right. Is this better? All right, now I'm in. I'm in. You in the, the shot? In the shot. Okay. All right. Okay.
1: All right. Take three. All right. <laughs> down a bit. Down a bit. Okay. Now done. Now you not all in here on our show. Are you on our show? We go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Say hi, Don. Don't leave without That's saying. Right. Man, yeah, Are <laughs> <laughs> you on our show? <laughs> <laughs> all right so we okay. are ready to go all right we action just, okay. we
2: just needed a laugh break. we needed all. a laugh break. that's
1: <laughs> how you end the evening okay that's right so okay so black influencers who are you guys watching okay i follow uh lovey awesomely lovey okay okay and today i just joined she's doing a uh i think like a website kind of I don't know if it's like a newsletter. I just joined it today. You have to be, you have to ask to join. I don't know what the criteria is. Oh, okay. and Then she has one question that you asked that you should know about her. Anyway, so I got my return email back, said that I, I had been accepted. So I'm kind of excited, but I do. She is hilarious. Okay. So that's what you like about yes. her? Yes. Oh, like her, my goodness. I like her wit. I like her yeah. perspective on mm-hmm. um, her
2: yeah. And she
1: just says, just how she feels, yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. of course, that's what I like. Yeah, I like her. And let me see, who else do I follow? Um, well, you know, I just follow funny people. You know, I, I'm not really into, you know, like yeah, you. Yeah, you know, and you like meditation and, and self help, like and I and I don't do all of that. I do <sighs> like I I do like people who. Are ab- about you know movement and mm-hmm. career wise, and yeah, I do like I'm not necessarily a non fiction reader in terms of biographies and things like that, but I, look, I do like to know somebody's story. But I enjoy, you know, of course, mm-hmm. I enjoyed uh, Flotus book, Michelle yeah. Obama. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, I, I, did, read I didn't read that. Did yeah. you read the whole book? I did read okay, the book. remember? Well, I, I mean, no, I book. just you were going to, I don't think you had read it the last time yes, we talked have, about it. I told you because I've I learned some things that I thought I knew about, but I really did not.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: I mean, okay. Nisha, who you like to watch? I like uh, Shonda Rhimes. Um, okay. Um, she's very creative, mm-hmm. um, and she has provided multiple shows at one time. Right. So it really speaks to how creative she is as a writer, as a thinker. Okay. Um, so I, I really like her, her... Um, her influence that she is now that's
1: that is what i like or energizes me is if you're a creative person and you can figure out how to make a living yes. and yeah. what your passion
2: yeah. is like she's a good business woman very good.
1: yeah mm-hmm.
2: okay yeah that's called multi, what's that multiple streams of income and she you know each show she had well, yeah that's yeah that's yeah i think that's magnified yeah, yeah, like Oprah too.
1: I mean, she does a lot. Like she got the Weight Watchers contract. She got the channel, mm-hmm. uh, the broadcasting station. And she has her, her yeah, her own, her yeah, own, magazine. Her, the magazine. yeah, magazine. Yeah, she has every. Martha Stewart is that kind of person. I know she's not black, but she is that kind of person that understands. Oh, how she's not. Magazine. She's not black. Martha Stewart, uh-huh. you trying
4: to be funny. <laughs> well, I mean, you
1: said it as though no <laughs> one would know. About. Well, you never know. Y'all didn't know who Nipsey Hussle was. No, you did. Girl, don't. You didn't know who he was. You thought that your daughter was talking about Nipsey Russell and you told her that that man I had been she dead. Had misspelled it. But anyway. <laughs> yes, I did know who he was. <laughs> no, I did not
5: know who Nipsey Hussle was. I'm glad to get to know what he's doing, but I did not know who he
1: yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah. But did I mean, you know, Nisha?
2: Yes, I was aware. Of what? I, so, I'm not a big um, person that follow uh, pop culture, uh-huh. um, but I was aware of him. You were? Okay. okay.
4: Well, um, you got one up on the doc, because
1: doc had absolutely no idea. I did have a reference point. Yeah. I did not, but... Even the gal knew, but doc had no idea. Well, but now
2: she's learning more
1: about... Him, Yeah, like I'm reading Mm -hmm. everything and I think that's what I like is that I'm okay with reading up if I don't know Especially with the population I work with Mm -hmm. over at the college like So you know what that's perfectly what I was talking to this group about a couple of weeks ago the emotion out No, that topic was the ethical responsibility of mental health advocacy in minority communities Mm -hmm. and what I was telling them about is if somebody comes into your office and you don't take the time Mm -hmm. to get to know what's going on with them particularly with African-Americans and the the instances of racism that we're having to face like every day now. Mm-hmm. Like what I have to deal with now is is like what mothers had to deal with back during the civil rights movement. I'm right. raising a son. Right. So I have those same fears. There's no reason I should have these same fears right. 50 and 60 years later. So if I'm going to sit down at your desk or sit down at your, on your sofa as a client, and you don't take the time to actually understand that when I tell you I'm afraid, hmm. you minimize my fear. Oh, you don't have anything to worry about. Nothing like that could happen to your son. Well, yeah, it could happen to my son because the white man doesn't care what his education is that he runs up on at the grocery store or the, right. on the highway. He, he doesn't matter. Like right. That, yeah. So that's what I did with these students when they were coming in talking about Nipsey Hustle. Let me sit down and, and see what this dude is doing. Like, why are they one? Why do they think it's a conspiracy? The, you know that mm-hmm. you know the government killed him, and two, what was his uh, impact right. for them? You know because they felt like they personally knew this guy. Right. So, right. Yeah. Okay. So I stepped off my counselor. Let me step yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, Tasha wanted to talk about the um situation with Pastor John Gray yeah. and how he keeps falling into the news. Right. Yes. Yeah, that kind we're of... gonna be nice about it because <laughs> he is a man of the cloth. Of the cloth. Yes. What makes you think that we that we would not be nice about it? I'm just gonna be truthful about what I think. Okay. You know. But everyone knows he, he had been in the media uh recently because he was uh, allegedly had an affair, okay? Okay. And so, because he's saying that he did... Well, what he is saying, what it sounds like to me is that he had maybe an emotional affair. He said, you know, it was not any sexual relations with that woman, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And he and his wife were on uh, The Real, I guess, a few weeks ago, and so I wanted to make sure I taped it so I could watch it. But anyway... um, So he said that he, you know, him and his wife as all marriages do. They were going through a little hard time, some struggles. And this person that he knew, they just started talking. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, I guess she was a shoulder and it, it would just went too far. He said, instead of, you know, talking to maybe his spiritual advisor or going to see a marriage counselor, you know, he talked to someone else. So mm-hmm. he says that that's all it was. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, the stories that I had read before was that the wife found out who she was, jumped on her. You know, all of that. And then, in the midst of all this, they renewed their wedding vows. I think they have been married eight years. And he gave her this very expensive SUV. $200,000. Yeah, $200,000. No. Oh, it was a Lamborghini (laughs) SUV? It was something. Oh, I forget I which one. It was, one. It was an know, SUV. SUV. Well, okay. But it, anyway, so people were saying that he did that because he'd had this affair and this is his way of, of apologizing. Well then he also took flag because of course they feel like he was taking money um from his flock, you okay. know, and he made it be number what what I guess gets me even with his wife, you know, she's the first lady. She does absolutely too much clap backing. To me, you know, she she gets on social media on our Instagram and she claps back, you know, uh, I understand we're human. I mean, you expect me to clap back and I am, but I'm not a first lady. OK, meaning you have people looking up to you. Right. I'm You're not. A, yeah, I'm not. Them. My husband is, is not the pastor of a church, mm-hmm. you know, so. Okay, I can get on there. I just think that as a first lady, she should have had a bit more decorum. Just don't, don't log on because I understand when you read some things, you oh, want yeah. to. So just don't log on. I just okay. wish that she would have demonstrated uh, much more restraint in what she did. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that makes me very well believe that she did put hands on this lady. Now, what she said on the show was that, first of all, she didn't know the lady's name. Mm-hmm. She'd never seen her. Mm-hmm. Come on. She is a black woman. Not only does has she seen her, know her name, she knows where she works, she knows where she lives, she knows where she was born. She knows all of that. So I I okay, so my you know what my issue with it is. One, it, everybody is human. So that's that's what I totally get. Everybody's human. My issue is that it has been so publicized. And I think that it's publicized because this is what happens when uh, people in leadership have a difficult time in their life. They don't step down and get their family together. They get they their continue, house in order. Yeah, right. they, they don't step down and get their house in order. Right. And so they they try to stay in the role and that continues to publicize. It makes everything open to everybody's um what is the word I'm looking for? or... No. Uh, to what everybody's shortcomings or or the difficulties that they are experiencing. Me. You're yeah. everybody. Okay, so then that's the first thing is publicized. And then to live your life out on social media, mm-hmm. when something so sensitive is going on, it complicates the recovery of whatever is going on. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly having to filter out the mm-hmm. information, mm-hmm. Right. And so I I don't know that that's my uh, concern about it is who who's holding them accountable even in ministry that we have to help pe- we have to have people that hold us accountable. Do you want to... Oh, there's that's not an that, SUV. Well, no, but... Is it a crossover? Is that a that's, that uh-huh. looks like a... I don't know. It's an expensive car, but that's her. It's Lamborghini. You know, uh so it may nice. be it. I don't know. It it may be the one he bought her because I don't know. That looks like a crossover vehicle or something. It's nice. That's but, true. yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Mm-hmm. I, and I said that. I said it was always nice. But, you know, they, it did come out, too, this week that um they were asking the congregation to... Replace the rule. Yes. Now, now I don't see anything wrong with that. Do you see something wrong the with only that? I see something wrong with it. One, it's your business. But again, when you put everything out in public, then you're up for scrutiny. So my concern with that is, you, if you're, if I'm the, okay. So we were not the pastor of a church, but if I was in leadership, I just gave so much. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like. It was like, oh, we're going to buy this for the youth department. We're going to buy this. We're going to pay this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. So if I saw that my roof of my church that, I mean, you got over, how many in the flock? I don't know how many have, but I guess my question is who's supposed to buy the roof if it's not the congregation? I'm saying I would have a hard time asking to to one, that's the, okay. Yeah, we're going to get into a whole new dialogue on that. (laughs) But to me, that. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to nix that. I'm going to nix that. Because, okay, so this was my, I'm just going to say what my concern, what it was, mm-hmm. is that because what you said was that you you can afford it. That was always the, the car. I can afford it. I, I write books. I speak. I do mm-hmm. all That's these things. That's what he said. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. And so if I saw my building in need of repairs, the way that they're saying is that we're going to get rained out. I mean, like mm-hmm. it was just this big concern about it. One, insurance covers the roof. Right. That's the first thing. But two, I'd I pay it. I mean, I would just, that's just me. I wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. That's why I'm not a first lady exactly. and a pastor. I wish I would buy this roof for this church. All y'all go up in here, and I'm I up would, in here giving y'all this good word every Sunday.
0: Okay. okay.
1: Every yeah. Sunday, I'm giving y'all these good words. So money should have been put to the side. For the well, that's what your tithes are going for, right? That's why people paying tithes. That's what it's what for, so why. Why do I have to do a separate fundraiser for this now? What church you didn't go to growing up that didn't have a building fund? That no. What you mean no? That and that's probably that's part of the part of what happened <laughs> with people. That I, know that, I know that I know that they never put
3: a doorknob on the church with that <laughs> building fund, <laughs> but no they problem. had one. A building
1: fund. <laughs> And we ain't moving on the building. We ain't no okay, new that's what I'm saying. That's what the building. But me. now I'm pretty sure you were going to see a new roof on this, on here, on, on this, this church. church. Yeah, I'm they. sure they. Well, one, like I said, insurance pays for that. I just, I don't get that at all. But okay, Nisha, you got something to add to that? She, look, she's staring clear of that. Okay, so tell us about the segment, Nisha, that you are going to share with
2: us today. Yes, Uh, so I had an opportunity to meet with Laura Sarna Uh um, um, for meditation Uh Uh, so often. I'm always trying to look at ways to balance, Uh you know, the stresses of the day or just thoughts in general. So I got a chance just to sit down with her and her partner to address concerns about how to meditate, what meditation is. And also, um, she provided a demo. Uh So I'm very excited about that particular piece that I got a chance to meet with uh, Laura last week. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So we're going to run that video. Okay.
1: We need you to uh, pay attention i told nisha boy that was relaxing so make sure you pay attention because they give you some definite tips on meditation being calm all those things done can you put the camera on me (laughs) (laughs) because tasha over there on the phone oh were you talking to me Wait, yeah, that's, that's it. That's not it. <laughs> I didn't know you were talking to me. I thought uh-huh. you were still on the meditation. I mean, that's not my For genre. It. So I was just no, sitting over here. meditation is not your, it's <laughs> your it's <a> hype girl, <laughs> it if isn't.
2: anything. Very freeing and relaxing.
1: Is it? I'm going to listen. Have you
2: tried
1: it? T- so in meditation, let me just ask this. When you meditate, mm-hmm. you just want me to sit there and be quiet?
2: So it is you uh, getting in contact with your body, getting in contact with your thoughts um, because we're always running constantly constantly It's just like a computer. You have to reboot the computer, shut it down because if you don't it won't run properly. So we ourselves are a system we're constantly interacting with people, we're constantly having you know positive and negative you know feedbacks, and so sometimes it can be draining on you emotionally, physically as well as spiritually. So when you meditate, it allows you to fall off the grid, to get quiet, to silence yourself, so you can be able to have clarity as you move throughout your day, throughout the week. And so there are a lot of good benefits uh, to meditation. Okay, so
1: we're going to watch this reel. Okay. Uh, Nisha interviewed someone off-site, so you guys stay tuned, catch this, and let us know. Remember, you can always call in with your questions, or you can chat. The phone number is 972-863-8860. Okay. Roll the clip, Don. Roll that beautiful for <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Oh, <laughs>
2: So my role is to find out what are some ways that we can be able to balance those energies those that causes us to be fatigued, uh, causes us to eat junk food when um, we you know we're trying to eat healthy. And so today, I'm here to share, as well as with Laura, where i to talk about meditation, meditation, and stuff so themselves I and mean, then we're gonna kinda of talk some of the ways and beneficial ways that you as the audience can be able to say, Hey, let me look a little look a little bit more into meditation and how I can use that to help me from day
6: to day. Sure. Meditation to me is about being in touch with yourself, listening to yourself, just being quiet. And so meditation gave me that peace and mm-hmm. calm my stress left. Uh, I have more energy in my age right now
4: than I've had when I was in my life. So. Uh, so I'm Laura Sarna, and our um, business there is called For the Love of Healing. One thing that you all have to realize about meditation it's not like I'm going to go sit on a mountaintop and go home for a day. That's old news. It's not what works today and with our. You know, I mean, that's something we might strive to do once in a while. But I started meditating on um, five minutes. So what I did was I set my alarm for five minutes earlier in the morning, and my brain just was so constantly thinking, thinking, thinking that I couldn't even fathom how to stop that. So I got a little book of affirmations. And every morning in that Five minutes. I just sat in my rocker and I would read an affirmation, and then I would just repeat it for those five minutes. So what that did was, as I moved through my day, every time that I started to notice, "Oh my God, there's those negative thoughts," or "There's the fear," or "There's the stress," I now I had a tool. I could go to that affirmation and I could feel it shift my brain instantly. So I realized that meditation can be a lot of different things, but for me, that's what it was, just a simple couple of minutes. I very quickly got addicted to it. Okay. Literally, my body was like, oh my gosh, we can't go without this. And so gradually, my meditation time increased. But that's how I started. That's very pivotal, of uh,
2: the fact that you pointed out to the audience that It's not that you're sitting on top of a mountain or uh, sitting by a creek, which that may be the approach for some. But for those that are novice and who's beginning the stages, I think you provide a a simple platform of just being able to um, do it in increments. So let me ask you this because um, I'm sitting before entrepreneurs and part of the audience that we do tap into every first Thursdays of the month are entrepreneurs, and so when you talk about um, meditation, has been a, a life span a lifetime for you to be able to tap into dealing with issues
6: of anxiety. Had you had anxiety prior to mm-hmm. making meditation a daily ritual? Right. Oh yes. yes, oh yes, now, and I, can, I have to say I didn't necessarily recognize it right like, away anxiety. Um, um, but I was always on a tight end like um,
2: myself and Stacia we are licensed professional counselors mm-hmm. and so one of the questions I get often is so
6: how do I deal with being anxious or dealing with being overwhelmed and if they're not one of my clients one of the first questions I ask well are you
2: seeking counseling, and if they are one of my uh, counselors I mean one of myself uh, clients, then I would say, hey, let's find some tools that are benefit, beneficial for you. And so I, I say that to say, to encourage people who's dealing with anxiety, depression, or um, any other mental illness, that yes, seek a counselor, but then you work with that counselor, he or she will also help you to find additional uh, tools as well as coping skills to be able to um, Deal with them simultaneously, and so this is just a, an additional tool, and like A tool to look into, help you to deal with such issues as anxiety. You know, because we are all, you know, uh, captains of our ships, and so we're able to control the ship, which is the, the inner stuff of us. How do
6: you how do you do that when you have so many thoughts? Well, there's there are many ways to come. Okay, and that's common. Okay, okay. even for an experienced meditator who's been doing it a long time. Okay. So, with your intention, and uh, you, you will you will get benefit even for one or two minutes, as Laura had said. Okay. Uh, and there are ways like you can deep breathe, the affirmations, your scriptures. Uh, a new way is. With your body, being in your body. Think of your feet, your toes, maybe wiggle your toes. It takes you out of your mind. That's what deep breathing does. That's what affirmation, it just takes you out of here, even for a moment. They say, I've, I've heard a number of people, Not we haven't talked about this here, but a number of people say 17 seconds and you have formed a new habit. Okay. So, what you're doing is, is that you're integrating a new way, and it just takes time to do that. So, um, every time you think that you're not meditating, you think you should give it up. Just appreciate yourself, and there's, there's a appreciation gratitude takes you out of it. Just, I'm going to do a meditation with just our, using our breath. And I always, when we're going to use our breath, we're going to take nice, slow, deep breaths, and we're filling up our belly, and we're filling up our lungs, and we feel it all the way up, and then we're going to hold it. And we're going to do it as slow as we can, and then we're going to exhale. a group. And you, there's many ways to exhale, but what we teach is we blow our body. And making that sound, again, is another form of meditation, okay? It takes you out of your head, of your thinking. So when your thoughts are are, are just going around and around, take some deep breaths. Even if it's uh, at work, uh, take a moment while you're sitting at your desk to take a couple of deep breaths. Your clarity will 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 be refreshed your peace will get calm, you'll be you'll be ready to move forward and have a full day instead of a low days just practice doing that during the day several times just for a moment and that is a full meditation. so right now just put your hand put your feet on your on the ground and as you as. you Laura had started this uh, conversation with our bare feet on the ground if you can. If you can't, it's okay to keep your shoes on. Uh, But it just feels good to feel that connection to the ground. And we want to have our hands up in a receiving mode. And then we're going to close our eyes and just... Focus on how your body feels, starting with your feet all the way up, Mm -hmm. all the way up your body into your head. Ladies, thank you again for your time for this demonstration. Again, thank you for tuning in for Those Don't Have feelings. My name is Nisha Livingston, and we will see you again first Thursdays of the month. Thank you so much. I'm Dr.
1: Stacia Alexander, a licensed professional counselor with a PhD in clinical psychology. I have been in private practice for 20 years, serving as a mental health advocate to change the face of mental health. If we can change the dialogue from mental illness to mental health, we will see a significant improvement in our community. Now, let me give you again the premise of the show, because I don't want anybody to get off track with what my goal is. And my vision for the show is remember i for years uh, did just on the fifth year have worked on goals uh setting goals with people based on accountability because i believe if you have a higher level of accountability then you will have more peace in your life okay. but what i realized is even through the goal setting people were not working through what was emotionally holding them back or what was emotionally keeping them from reaching their full potential what is a life plan? i'm saying you know like, like you said, saying, it's a surge. It's a surge. It's a surge. Well, because you can counsel people without the license. But to understand that this is the center of everything. Our brain controls how we act. It controls how we feel, behave, how we engage with other people. And so if we continue to ignore our mental health, which not, is not just about how we think, but it's also about how we feel and how we process information. If we continue to ignore that, we're going to continue to struggle as a society families will be severely incapacitated and will not operate optimally so that we can continue to grow generation after generation but as always we are going to talk about the emotionality of success each of these entrepreneurs have been successful in their field and i want you to understand what it means to actually take it to the next level we're going to talk about the things that come with creating a business Owning a business, actually executing the services that you're promising, and these people all do it professionally. In-
2: for a cheap price, mm-hmm. when my skill set was superior. For more, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to be a better businessman mm-hmm. versus a better DJ. Did
1: that take courage, or like, what did you? Would what it? What it Made you go to the next level.
2: Well, being with other people that didn't think like I thought. So I definitely recommend that all women participate in the month-long August Accountability Workshop. But don't forget to participate in the live feeds and the brunch.
1: okay welcome back so how did you enjoy those tips on meditation i told nisha i did try very hard i found myself falling asleep several times so i have not mastered that so it was good to hear that it is okay if you fall asleep the first couple of times when you uh, begin meditation because it is teaching and training your body to relax and actually feel the Mm -hmm. connection did you see that feel the connection tasha said she didn't feel the connection but of course that's because (laughs) she will not down long enough to feel anything but um it was a good excerpt and we are very thankful to them so make sure that we're going to tag them on the facebook page make sure that you check them out they are very skilled at teaching people to meditate and nisha explained it to us it's about actually finding the core and centering yourself it does help with stress management it helps with your overall health your mental health, she talked about it, uh, in terms of anxiety and depression, grief, that people will use meditation. So it is a good resource for you to have, and I will try it, I don't know if I'll stick to it, but I definitely will try it. So we are on to our first interview of the night of our guests. we have Pastor Dixon and his lovely, lovely, lovely first wife, Keisha, right? right? Don't wanna forget. So we have them in the studio tonight and they agreed to join us for our discussion of the emotionality of success. No, that's the emotionality of success. We're talking about the emotionality of ministry. Yes. Right. So the reason we wanted to talk about this is because we are seeing far too many statistics, uh, statistics about people actually suffering from depression and uh, people getting it mixed up thinking that uh, depression, it reflects a lack of faith. And we know that it does not but we want to talk about that openly and what it is to actually manage your emotional well-being while being in leadership you heard us talking about pastor gray and the difficulties they are having Mm -hmm. in their household and so we thought you know what we need to talk about this because one not a lot of people are talking about it and two it actually opens up the doors so that we can remove the stigma of talking about it because you guys are human you're in leadership so, All tell right. us about your, your family and your church. Just kind of lead us into getting to know you guys.
7: Wonderful. I want to thank you, Dr. Alexander, for inviting my wife and I. Yes. As always, I'm Peacock Proud. I'm Hyena <laughs> Happy. And I'm an lady to be amongst the people of God. Uh-huh. Uh, we are the leaders, uh, spiritual father and mother of the Mount Gilead Baptist Church in Italy, Texas. Okay. A church where everyone is a miracle. Okay. And certainly like we that. identify, bless you we mm-hmm. identify with the emotional stability of leadership in uh-huh. uh, particularly mm-hmm. in the church. Okay. And uh, it is an alarming statistic to see individuals who are falling prey mm-hmm. uh, to their emotions mm-hmm. um, and choosing mm-hmm. the wrong way out, if you will. Okay. And so um, what a wonderful subject uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, we are the parents of one son, who is a graduate of Prairie View A&M <laughs> University. Oh really, a college graduate, okay. And, uh, <laughs> ministry is fruitful
1: okay
7: um god has blessed us with there. we've been there 12 years
1: okay i was wondering how long
7: it had been, well, yes. we've been 12 years as a senior pastor and so um eyes have not seen ears have not heard okay neither has it entered the heart the great things that god has in Store for not only us, uh huh, um, but for the beautiful family known as Mount Gilead Baptist Church.
1: We visited your church and we enjoyed yes. I don't know, do you remember we brought the kids?
0: Yeah, they were <laughs> built, talking <laughs> about graduating.
1: We go to Chance's graduation this month.
0: Wow, on the 27th. Uh huh,
1: and Taylor is a sophomore now, amazing. And then TJ is oh, a wow. freshman in college, yeah, so oh, yeah, man. yeah, we're we're enjoying empty nesting i don't know about you guys
7: but <laughs> we do but we, they do we, come back oh they come back <laughs> oh, okay okay Sometimes. Well, we'll, we'll get ready but we're enjoying yeah, they, this they reprieve, i guess it. you could One. say uh-huh.
1: yeah so we did we enjoyed your church you had a Thank large you. youth congregation uh then is that still the case you have a good oh,
7: youth yes. ministry and i think you were at the old church we built a two and a half million dollar church since you come
1: oh really so i did not realize
0: yeah
7: yeah you were at the old that. church mm-hmm. we've done a new facility and god has shown his hand real strong Damn on the man. life of our church uh-huh. and so we're excited uh, about what the future holds for us that is
1: nice. we do have a
7: lot of children yeah I yes mean, indeed it is one of the strongest ministries in our church yes. okay and so yeah send those wonderful well-educated raised children of yours come on down and help us out young people. Well, tell, tell us about you can you tell
1: us a little bit first lady share about you and in terms of our topic for tonight, the emotionality of being a First Lady.
5: Well, my name is Keisha Dixon, and I would like to say, you know, just uh, being a First Lady, Uh people think, um, you know, it's an easy role. It's not so much an easy role. Being a first lady, you come to love a lot of people. God bring a lot of people your way Uh and you come to love them and you come to share. I mean, they come to share their stories, their life with you. Uh So you um, hold a lot. Uh, within yourself
4: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know
5: from uh, people sharing their stories Mm -hmm. with you you absorb a lot you absorb a lot Mm -hmm. you do emotionally you do because Mm -hmm. you know you love these people Mm -hmm. you love the people of God Mm -hmm. and they're your family they come to be your family so I love my church I love the Mount Gilead church the people are wonderful Mm -hmm. and I just thank God for placing us in such a wonderful place. Mm-hmm. God knew what he was doing when he placed us there. And, and I just love it.
1: That is a blessing. Yes, it and is. And so with you absorbing so much energy, I, I call it energy from other mm-hmm. people. Our emotions are energy. And you're right. absorbing so much energy from other people. Where do you get replenished from? <laughs> like spiritually, we know that God is always able. God always provides All us. Right. But just like we have a cardiologist, should we have a heart attack? What do you do to replenish in terms of how much you give out to other people?
7: That's a
5: good question. That's a good question. That's a good question. I, I like it. You. <laughs> Your book is a
7: wonderful book to balance that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But um, there's a guy by the name of Daniel Thurman has a book called "Off Balance on Purpose." Okay. And he uses an <laughs> the analogy of a tightrope walker.
6: Uh-huh.
7: And when we see them. Walking the tightrope, it looks like they're on balance,
6: mm-hmm. but they're
7: actually off balance mm-hmm. on purpose. Okay. And so I think mm-hmm. that the real challenge is managing the imbalances or the okay. unbalances. Okay. Even when it comes to em- emotional stability, mm-hmm. um, um, you get involved because. Being a pastor, mm-hmm. it's a dichotomy in a real sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Because God says I give you pastors after my own heart. Mm-hmm. He gives us to the people, but he doesn't give the people to us.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes.
7: So I'm shepherd and sheep.
4: Right. right.
7: And with that, you know, uh, emotions mm-hmm. rise up, but you cannot operate
4: mm-hmm.
7: uh, within the confines, I'll, I'll now, nor allow them um, to dictate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, how you behave. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. You have to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God
1: Okay,
7: in order to withstand the onslaught of oh, yes. emotions
1: that, come that comes
7: you. through mm-hmm. four to 500 so people mm-hmm. uh, week in and week out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it is my um, mm-hmm. conviction, people often ask me, Pastor, how do you please 300 people? Mm-hmm. I say, I don't. I uh, please God. <laughs> I please God. <laughs> yeah. And he has, and he has <laughs> a, yeah, he has a Right, right. right. right.
1: I think you make a good point when you, when you say that you please God, but when we're handling those 300 people, like it's real. When we say pray for your pastor, mm-hmm. pray for the first lady, exactly. that's real. And I don't know if people mm-hmm. are actually internalizing the impact of that. Like we're, we're not praying that you're just going to get up and be able to preach on Sunday morning. We're not praying Mm that you're going to come, you know, we're in the women's group or what have you. We're saying there are so many things, just basic humanity that are going on when you go back to your household. Because, you know, Trent and I were uh, over there at uh, the church. I I won't say names or whatever, but we realized that our marriage Mm -hmm. had to really dig down deep and develop an entirely different core of who we were as a couple being in leadership like that. Because people were pulling mm-hmm. on us from all different ways. Do you guys find that? Like, how do exactly. you manage that? Just exactly. the sanctity yes. of your marriage.
7: Exactly. Um, I, my wife and I, we're prayer warriors.
1: Okay. Uh, mm-hmm.
7: And I, I have the blessed opportunity to preach young preachers, and and uh, it is my conviction also that prayer and preaching are the twin towers of pastoral ministry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Prayer and preaching are the twin towers
0: mm-hmm.
7: of pastoral ministry the preaching man has to be a praying man. Mm -hmm. If the preaching man is not a praying man, then he has a loose grip on God. Mm -hmm. And when you're prayerful, it is the wonderful weapon of guiding our marriage, our extended relationships, Mm -hmm. our church focus, because you remember when Moses was acquiesced by God to go down and Mm -hmm. do some things on behalf of the God and they get to the Red Sea and there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Mountains on either side, sea right. in front See of them, the pray row behind them. Mm-hmm. And he says, What's that in your hand? Mm-hmm. He says, It's a staff. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what prayer does it helps you to develop a wonderful staff. You can't do it by yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. If
7: I use my staff, that frees up the emotion, emotional onslaught. I try to delegate, and prayer allows me to do that in such mm-hmm. a way that um, I developed a wonderful relationship and doing ministry. So I use my staff And that helps
0: mm-hmm.
7: when i not being bogged down with so much emotion. Mm-hmm. And then the number one thing is it's not my church. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's God's church. Mm-hmm. Don't get so tied up and tangled up and emotionally bound thinking that you have to solve all the problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put it in the hand of the Lord.
1: And so that's how you maintain your marriage is when you put it in the context of marriage. Because I remember Trent and I actually had a conversation that Mm -hmm. I'm still a woman. Right. I'm still a woman. At the end of the day, when we get home from church, I'm still a woman. You see what I'm saying? Like, those Mm -hmm. are the conversations that we need to have. Uh, when people show up in my counseling office, you know, uh-huh. pastor and wife, is that she's still a woman. She still yes. wants to be dated. Amen. She still wants to be coddled. She still wants to be listened to. You, you see what I'm saying? Amen. But people right. don't think about that from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. They're not uh-huh. looking at that. Look at me. I can get up here and get the mood around <laughs> and get animated. But uh-huh. that's what, you know, I think we need to talk more about so that when you do, when women do get in that situation or men get in that situation where they're thinking, I should be beyond that, mm-hmm. they get so spiritual. If they forget about the humanity right. of life. Right. And that, No, you're not beyond right. that because God created us with right. all of these emotions and all of these needs. And you would acknowledge them in the sanctity of your marriage. And if I ignore them, then what happens to me as an individual?
0: Hmm.
7: The beautiful thing about us being at Mount Gilead and God allow me to truly pastor.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
7: And uh, of course, I'm not perfect. And I don't submit my... Blueprint to how I do it, mm-hmm. but we certainly take our vacation time. Okay, we take our personal time.
5: Okay, mm-hmm.
7: and uh, we have our husband and wife time.
5: Right, they respect right. that. Mm-hmm. Right.
7: Um, there are some neophytes, and they're gonna always um,
1: have those in the church. Oh, <laughs> look! I'm like, is that for me? He's the speaker. Okay, watch this. Come from the Garcia. Okay, let me speak. Caller, what's your name? This is Dr. Alexander. She hung up, I think. Hello? I, I ended that call. Okay, pick up the <laughs> phone. Yeah, I ended it. I don't know if she wanted us or if she was calling somebody else. So we'll see. If she calls again, we'll take her question. Wonderful. But you're saying that your congregation respects the time they, that you guys need. They have
7: learned to love yes. us and okay. respect it and mm-hmm. uh, very helpful in sending us. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, really? Okay. Churches, yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Very okay. helpful in sending us. And, uh, uh, um, we're certainly blessed of God. Yes, indeed. Um, people say the honeymoon won't last long, and they talk yeah. about when you start. How long have
1: you guys been married?
7: Uh, we've been married 16 years, but okay. when I talk <laughs> about the church, they yeah. say, man, yeah, you love your church, but... Be there four or five years and we'll see how much you love it. Uh, right. Right. It's been 12. It's been 12 yeah. on it for years and the honeymoon is still fresh. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Um, believe it or not, not one disagreement with the leadership, not okay. one argument with the deacon staff. Okay. From that, not one.
1: That's, that is good. It's unheard of. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Um, to the peers that i talk to often right and they keep telling me one day mad day is going to come from you deacon i said well that's your experience
1: right and you have enough good days that you guys have Ex- the strength excellent. to weather that exactly you have
7: exactly exactly and then when you deal with people you're going to have emotions right. and, mm-hmm. and so that's to be expected mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. deal with uh converts. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people who and it's all about evolving spiritual growth mm-hmm. i think that we live in a yuppie buppyism world We've grown so impatient with people. Mm-hmm. We don't give them time.
1: Because we want immediate gratification. Exactly.
7: <laughs> mm-hmm. We want yeah. so immediate. And, you know, everybody want a fast-growing church, but they don't want to deal with the issues that come they with it. They come with a fast-growing that we come church. That comes with a fast-growing right. church. Right. And Acts chapter 6 is a wonderful snapshot mm-hmm. of what I think, you know, how a pastor could deal not only with the emotional... Well, what his role really is. Mm-hmm. And it talks about some widows and some orphans. They were being um, neglected in the distribution, um, the daily food and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they Provision. came to the pastors mm-hmm. and said, we got a problem. Mm-hmm. He said, I tell you what, we need to choose some men to handle this part of it. Mm-hmm. So it is with us. When you try to do everything, there is no superman. Okay. There is no superwoman. You don't believe, man? It's Karen White.
0: Mm-hmm. She said, "I ain't
7: no, I'm not the kind of girl that mm-hmm. you can just, and I'm not the kind of pastor right. that you can do that to." So you have to let you people use his in Karen White, already yeah. yeah. to <laughs> make it real. Yeah.
1: Okay, okay, so Keisha, tell us emotionally from your standpoint in terms of mm-hmm. managing the family, because you were certainly raising your son during these mm-hmm. twelve years. If he, how long has he been graduating? How old well, was oh, it when you guys started at the
5: church? When we started, he was in college.
1: Oh, so he was already in right,
5: college. Uh, right, gotcha, right, gotcha, right. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so that was a done, <laughs> done That deal. was a wrap. That yeah. was a blessing. And that was yes, a
7: blessing.
5: We have some of
1: <laughs> the issues that other young pastors and wife have. Right. Yeah. Huh? Oh, okay. He said I got an email question. There we go. Here we go. This is Sandra from Granbury, Texas. Are the pastor and first lady a new trend now, or is it a holy matrimony? Are the pastor and first lady a new trend now, or is it holy matrimony? I don't I don't, I don't understand, understand the question. Uh, yeah. 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 The, your marriage is not a trend. I no. mean, you guys, yeah, uh-huh. sixteen years. Yeah, right. It, yeah, the trend is over. Y'all in it. Right. <laughs> right. This is classic, what I call yeah. classic, it's not Best a trend. Shape. Yeah, yeah. actually mm-hmm.
7: knowing each other quite some time before then.
1: Right. Did y'all grow up together? We yes, did. we did. Gotcha. Uh, yes, okay. we did. Okay. okay. Great
5: school. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So
1: then you've seen the evolution. Of each other,
7: okay, right? Yes,
1: yes. we He's are like, each oh, other yes. best
5: friends. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, indeed.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah,
7: this, this is not a ride and die. This is a ride and leave relationship. Okay. And so. Okay. And, and that helps us with the emotional side of it. Uh huh. Um, we've been together um, a lifetime, okay. so. Um, uh, yes. She's there with me twenty four seven when it comes to ministry. It's not mm-hmm. about not bringing your work home. Mm-hmm. It's just. This is our lifestyle and we love it. Okay. You know, uh, when your needs and wants are the same thing, it's not only that you need the word, uh, mm-hmm. but I want the word.
2: Okay.
7: And, I, and I, the responsibility has actually been um, a growing principle in my life. And she's seen the fruitfulness of ministry oh,
0: yes.
7: and how it has blessed me personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it's it's what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, the songwriter said praise what is what I do. What mm-hmm. I do, uh, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. They asked me, you know, what I do. I say I'm PM. preaching is my business. Yeah. Pastoring is my Pastoring business. Pastoring is
1: it. So do you guys do any workshops on uh mental health at the church and, and we, emotions?
7: We haven't. Uh that's why I'm glad I have you. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm <laughs> looking mean. forward for uh, to bring you down. Well, May
1: is Mental Health Month. So yeah. Really? Uh-huh. May is Mental mm-hmm. Health Month.
7: And you to It's really, you know, as you said, at dealing with pastors and mm-hmm. individuals have allowed the done balance of emotional stability mm-hmm. to some to, you know, take down lives.
1: Right, and, right.
7: And others to do certain things. And so it would be wonderful if you, and again, um, I can only give my perspective. I'm not a doctor like you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes <laughs> I refer some of my members when they're going through. Right. You right. need to see someone professional. Right. There's something that I just can't do for you. And That's I applaud true. you on That's that. True. I
1: do. Like that right there, because I had one uh, pastor tell me that if what is going on, can be resolved in one or two sessions with me, then I am going to refer them out. Like, this is not a spiritual issue. We're going to pray about it. And I am going to give you some scriptures to guide you so that you can work through this as a Christian and faithfully. But you need to go to a mental health provider and actually work on those things. So I applaud you for, yeah, saying that.
7: "Mm -hmm." God only knows what some people go through Exactly.
1: And that's Mm -hmm. your
7: profession. I can only imagine some of the things. Yeah. Confidentiality plays a right. part. In, right. And
4: mm-hmm. Even
7: with pastors, even with doctors. Exactly. And so mm-hmm. And and that is emotional in and of itself.
4: True. Mm-hmm.
7: Um, because you're the pastor, you, I've done a myriad of funerals,
1: mm-hmm. a home
7: going celebration, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. that aspect of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Seeing uh,
6: people lose. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm.
7: Don't know how to deal with it. Right. Right. And uh, I've seen it take some people to a low place.
6: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
7: And so. True. It, you're not rooted and grounded in the word of God and didn't even at that. It mm-hmm. still takes.
1: It, because it's the humanity mm-hmm. of us. Thank like God gave us all of these right. emotions. So grief is a part of being a human being. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, sadness is a part of being a human being. I think people don't want to feel sadness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they ignore it. And the more you ignore it and the more it eats away with you, True. then we find ourselves dealing with oh depression, which is sadness yes. magnified. And so if we talked about wow. it more in the
6: church,
1: it, I mean, so, mm-hmm. you know, if we talked about it more in the church, church, people would understand, exactly. oh, I should be sad. I just lost yes. my mom. I should right. be yes. sad. Right. You know, my child just went away to school. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we, we grieved that. We knew right. that was, a, you know, right. the right place for them. But that was energy out of the good. household. Right.
0: You know, mm-hmm. you said they
1: come back, but they were, they're gone. They're gone. They're yeah. gone. So that was energy out of the household. And we don't really pay attention to that. You know, we right. ask people, how are you doing? Right. What's going on? And he, hey, I'm fine. No. no. That's right.
7: Yeah. It's so true.
1: It is. It's, it's one important. One. So do you guys, is there anything like you wish churches had at their fingertips in terms of handling the emotions, like as pastors, as pastor wives, the kids, the preacher's kids, you know, like, do you guys think that there's something as mental health providers we could do to help uh, ministry?
7: I, I do. Um, and you're doing it. Okay. Number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just seeing um, mm-hmm. a stigma lifted in mm-hmm. these latter days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for African Americans, mm-hmm. you know, it's taboo to call mm-hmm. a counselor. Yes. Or, yes. So we don't yes. want, I'm not crazy. I never right. said you were crazy. Right. You just right. need some mm-hmm. professional help. <laughs> right. And so right. that's the mm-hmm. problem I see. Right. And, you know in the African American churches mm-hmm. we we don't think we need right that right. type of help you are right and mm-hmm. so, so right. And, and that's that really hurts us and so what I think we need to do is stop being in denial yes you know and d- denial is an acronym D E N I A L don't even know I'm lying D-N, lying and don't even know it and that's scary don't
1: even, even know though I'm I lying. lying
7: right I'm in denial don't even know I'm lying <laughs> you're in denial and so
1: hmm. you okay mm-hmm. if i yeah I'll, I'll, I'll give you the credit but like they don't have to give me i'm the gonna credit. give you the credit because that's, that's i mean seriously that's it, that's it. yeah, yeah that's you don't that even that know, you don't, know you like don't, and, don't you, know. and I tell people that's oh, true it's the hardest person to talk to is somebody that does not know they lie. <laughs> that is the hands down. That's the hardest person wow. to talk to. So If true. you know you lying, then I can kind of rationalize uh-huh. it. But I'm talking you. You know you're lying? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people are doing, especially when it comes to emotions mm-hmm. in the church. And I have watched pastors come apart
7: in mm-hmm. the pulpit. Wow. And exactly. it
1: is reflected across okay. the pulpit. Wow. I have actually said, why are we getting fussed at every week?
5: Why are you wow. on
1: that pool and fussing oh, us every week? Oh. You see what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. I watch people.
5: Right.
4: I'm
1: very mindful of that. Uh-huh. Right. Don't do that. Right. Like, go deal with that's, your that's stuff. That's
7: exactly true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why good. we have to be mindful again of the dichotomy. And I yes. say, you know, mm-hmm. God gave me to them but he didn't give them to me. Right. because right. Moses made that mistake. He did. And he missed and the he, land he, of, he, Yeah, because mm-hmm. of his attitude. Yes. His, his emotions got the best of yes. him. Yes. And yet there's a flip side to that. Okay. I think that's one of the major problems mm-hmm. in Christendom. Okay. And that is people operating with their emotions. Right. Why didn't you come to Bible study? I didn't feel like it. that's not a reason. Why, you know, <laughs> why come you did not speak to I don't I said no, emotions are mm-hmm. no.
0: Right.
7: I don't do it because that's how I feel. Right. No. Right. You shall know the truth. Right. You know, and so mm-hmm. this, this knowledgeable thing about we don't operate on emotions in ministry. In a real sense, because if I did,
1: I wouldn't be affected.
7: No, I'm sure it wouldn't. Like you said, it, yeah, I wouldn't be it's going to be a problem.
1: Right. Okay. So then that's, okay, so this is the nitty gritty of it. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I can't operate on emotions when I'm in front of the congregation. Right? Right. right. I remember somebody coming to me saying, I watch you. And I'm like, what? She's like, I watch you. I'm looking at you. I know every time you want to go off on somebody, but you don't. You know, it's you. Mm-hmm. So what she had done, mm-hmm. even my minute, changes in facial expressions Mm -hmm. she had learned when i was dissatisfied with somebody's behavior but i'm talking to this person still being professional or what have you but that is the you see what i'm saying that's the rip that's the rip when you're in ministry when you're in leadership that's the rip right there Mm -hmm. is that i need to maintain some decorum
5: right exactly
1: i I do need to do that because i'm being Mm christ-like the human side of me is on the inside screaming and that's what we have to deal with when we come out of the pulpit, when we yes, come out of the church, indeed. when we get back home, is that I can't continue to stifle that. I can't continue to stuff it. So I have to look at my husband and say, do you know what they did back there in that BTU last night? <laughs> or do you know what they did? Exactly. You see what I'm saying? And he has to be willing to sit there and listen. Right. And I say, babe, you can't get upset with them about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can because I'm human. Right.
7: Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. You are who you are. And I'm, you are human. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but did uh, not filter to the word of God. Uh, you're actually spiritual housing the human body. There you go. But that's just that's just the pastor and the theology in me.
1: But but, but uh, it's, the truth, it's the truth. What I'm saying because right. if that if that human heart had a heart attack, mm-hmm. we would have to get it help. We would have to get help for that right. heart attack. And it's the same thing with our emotions.
7: When I one help. of the things that I say, Dr. Alexander, is that I I can't say that I haven't went there. On a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. but also remind them, I'm not angry with you. I'm your pastor, right? Okay. I'm okay. your spiritual father, right? And just like there have been times when you love Chance and mm-hmm. you love your daughter, right? But right. there are times when I as, have to get as a, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, you have to. yes. Because yes. yes. right. I love you too discipline. much. Discipline. Right. So the discipline, right? I right. said now I'm telling y'all this because I'm not an evangelist, and it'd be mm-hmm. wonderful. They get to say what they want to and leave, and don't ever come back. You're but praying. you're gonna you're gonna yeah. see me <laughs> every, weekend. every weekend and out. Week mm-hmm. But that's isn't that what a real father
1: is? That's I mean, what a real father is. Right. That's what it is. God, I can discipline you because yes. I love you. That's it. Yes, that's why. If I mm-hmm. didn't if I didn't discipline you, then you that's when you need to start worrying. If I let you get away with anything,
7: that's when you need to start worrying. That's wow. true. Yeah, and that's yeah. the deal. And I try to remind them, And I ask God in private time and uh, my meditation. Lord, always allow me because I don't know who's visiting. Right. To make sure that I set it in order. Jeez. Because when I do kind of mm-hmm. go there with them, I said, "Now I, I've told us, right. you know, I mean, this is not a ball game. Uh-huh. We don't get up and walk during the benediction. Okay. Don't, don't make me go there with you, Mount so I'm you're I'm teaching church. I'm trying to form. teach, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because exactly. nobody so, teaches
5: you.
1: Yeah. you. you don't ever know. And we do have a lot right. of new babes in church. Right. So I, I, I appreciate you guys coming on the We're set. We're thankful. I mean, okay. So they and Mount <laughs> I did. I did. You say it a different way. I say Gilead. That's my country tale. How do you say it? That's
7: Mount Gilead.
1: Mount Gilead. Yeah, I heard you say it. I picked up on <laughs> it. Yeah, because I'm saying Mount Gilead in Italy, Texas, but Mount Gilead in Italy, Texas. They do. I, I remember you guys just having it. It Like the kids loved it. it was was warm and welcoming. Awesome. Yeah, they enjoyed it. Yes. So I, I'm really thankful wow. that your guys' ministry is continuing wow. to grow. I, and I know you're touching a lot of lives because there was a lot of awesome. kids
7: Thank you for your yes, words. And your husband, again, you know, I grew uh, up with him. Yeah. And uh, uh-huh. we thank the world of both of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to hold you to so that. Beautiful. We want you to come down and oh, yeah. bring your gift. Oh, yeah. Yes. I gift. do. I Bring your yeah. gift with yes. you <laughs> and just allow God to use you. Okay. Okay. In a time and in a day where we need it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I that's an open that. invitation, and we'll definitely stay in touch. So, okay. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Uh and it was nice meeting you. Well, seeing you again because we did, but we don't get to keep in touch. Everybody's
7: moving at the what pace of life? Yeah, it is. Yeah, ministry is busy. Exactly. Because
1: you
7: never know. You never know. That's not to inconvenience me. I said, "Well, ministry is an inconvenience." Yeah. If you don't want to be inconvenienced, you might not want to get the ministry. You don't need to be in ministry. Ministry itself is an inconvenience. That was seven
1: years of, whoo. God wow. bless you. Yeah, that was, wow. I, yeah, I pray yeah, for you guys you. and continue just Thank being you. able to touch people. Thank you. That's Thank, amazing. you. Yeah, Thank you for guys. inviting and us. I'm, I'm glad you came on because wow. not a lot of people want to do that. Come wow. on, bless right? You.
7: talk about it because it's a sensitive subject. It, it, it really it is. Really yeah. is. Yeah. And it needs to be talked about. It does. Like you say, there are people and I, so I had time, I mean, brothers that I minister to and uh-huh. do my best to share my heart, uh-huh. my convictions, how to handle that. Right. That's not the right way to do that. Bro. Right, mm-hmm. right. You're letting your emotions get the best of you. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Those are not your, you can't do that. You cannot do that.
1: You can't do this, yeah. you can't
7: do that. And man, and the attitude is this, but I'm sorry, we're on radio, I almost said it, but
0: yeah. pray for me too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and in closing too, that if, I think if more... Churches would require their leadership to go to counseling. Exactly. They would see uh, uh, i mean, I think they would continue to see growth. Yes. They would see that stabilization. I mean, to think that a pastor committed suicide. You know, anytime I hear that, hmm. I'm hard. It, it right. just right. it's, it's so, heart. Heart. It is it is so hard. It's to It's hard to hear anybody. suffering Suffering. like that Mm -hmm. but um yes yeah is it yeah that you and i think what happens is they feel like they can't tell anybody Mm -hmm. what's going on so you do end up absorbing it and internalizing it and i'm saying to any pastor out there there are counselors who will work with pastors and we are required by law to maintain your confidentiality i work with several pastors and their families and I never look at them in the eye when I see them out in public because mm-hmm. I maintain their confidentiality. Nobody knows that they come to me and they'll never know that they come to me. Wow. I've watched their kids grow up. You see wow. what I'm saying? Exactly. Wow. It, but, but that's what uh that's what counseling is. Yeah. And I don't think that's preached enough in the room with preachers or first ladies that just
7: go. Just, mm. just go. I thank God for my wife. Mm-hmm. Um she allows me to pastor then. She's my steroid. She gets to see the side of me that, you know, I mean, people think sermons fall out the sky. Right. They see me up there and, you know, just to go Mm -hmm. through, to, to come up with a cognitive argument. Right. Dispersing verbs and putting it, you know, 45 hours. And I heard you. Just just to stand up Mm -hmm. and watch Mm -hmm. people go to sleep. And then I want to say something. (laughs) But I can't. Right. And I said, said, "Why are you so angry?" I said, "You don't get to see what I see. Right. I'm elevated." Right. And so while I'm ministering, I see. I say, "You know, they think it's easy."
1: Right. They take but it for granted. They take it for granted. Right. Right.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So when we say, "Pray for your pastors," pray, pray. for your first ladies, Amen. pray for the ministry leaders, it is serious business. It's not about what they're doing at church. It's also about who they are as a person who they are physically, they're absorbing a lot of energy and that is stressful. And you want your pastors and your first ladies to have long lives and those ministry leaders (laughs) because you know you're not ready to step up into that ministry (laughs) and lead it. But we want you to pray for them. Yes. So I thank Dr. uh Doctor Am I speaking something? I, I, <laughs> I'm I, I thank Pastor Dixon and his about lovely it. wife, yeah. Lady Tisha Dixon on coming to the set. We are now going to our next interview with Dr. Tanya Cunningham. She's a grief counselor and does a mm. lot of break-in ministry surrounding grief and loss and helping people to understand it as a Christian. So mm. make sure, you know, I know you need to take a break, but don't go yet, because her video is coming right up after uh we sign off and then i'll be back to kind of close everything out with the girls like we do every night we have our girl uh games if you will so here we go don roll a clip with dr cunningham i know we yeah we know each other yeah but this is dr tanya cunningham and she is a grief specialist is what i know her as but she has a lot of credentials life coach you are a grief strategist right uh what else because it was a lot what else Tell them. i'm an author okay i'm a
3: mortician really that's what most people don't know I yeah am. i did not i am i'm a mortician and you're actively working as a mortician i do
1: in the funeral home years ago. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Wow. But I can see that because you have a heart for helping people heal and That's get right. through difficult times. Yeah. So we met at a play. Both yes. of us were on a play. Right. When My Heart Stopped. When yes. My Heart Stopped. And the director was Jeanette Greenwood or the writer. That's, That's her right. name. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the writer. And so her and I were called in as specialists in our particular field mm-hmm. to address the the uh, reality of these emotions that were going on because when my heart stopped they did talk about grief they were talking about depression they were talking about some mental health uh situations and so all of us were kind of brought in group of ladies professionals Mm -hmm. and we each went up between acts so i'm gonna tell you do you know what happened to me in between the acts? do you remember (laughs) i remember that was a little mishap Yes.
0: I'm so thankful
1: that you were okay. Your shoe got caught or something. No, no I just you miss myself. My leg had one job. <laughs> and it, so what happened in between the sets, they dropped the lights down to yep. black. That's and so right. it was completely dark on stage, no side lights or anything. Right. And I had measured it. I had watched you guys do it. I knew what I was doing. And I said, watch me fall. Wow. And sure enough, my foot did not like I never connected with the cell. Just shin, contact everything. But I
4: recovered before those- lights Yes, like, she did. She Nobody did. knew, like they heard, it, but they didn't know what
1: happened. <laughs> and when I when the lights came up and I looked out at my husband, he did this. <laughs> Made a good recovery, baby. Because who I'm empty, so I missed my calling, I need to be on stage because I talked back up. Well, according to you know, and I just started talking and I couldn't even look at him anymore because we were have busted out laughing because we laugh when I fall. Oh he said it's God. like being married to Lucille Ball, <laughs> but hey, I do, and that's how we met. That's and it how was a great met. time on stage, and after that, we started following each other on Facebook. That's right, yes. And so, that's tell right. us a little bit about your ministry, and I'll tell them. Why I ask you to be okay. here on the episode?
3: Okay. Actually, I've been a minister since 2000. Okay. Yeah, but it's not until here recently when people really started recognizing that I was a minister, but I'm a minister of what I've called the grief ministry. Gotcha. Now, of course, years ago, grief ministry was not something that was widely talked about, no. not accepted Mm-mm. in the church. So it really Mm-mm. wasn't until I went through my own tragedy of divorce. Okay, okay, And after going through the doors, it was just like my ministry just opened up. So what I say, I, I help people heal mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and just help them with healing and deliverance by way of grief support. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So I asked her, of course, to be on tonight's episode because we're talking about the emotionality of ministry. And like I said earlier in the episode, we do not dialogue about this enough. We put our ministers, our pastors, and, and the preachers on this pedestal. Yes. And then when we see the humanity of them... Sometimes we will ignore the fall, Mm -hmm. we'll ignore the fall, and so we're ignoring the emotionality of it. Or other times we will just totally blast them and hang them out to dry without actually dealing with the emotionality of it. And so I was drawn to this particular topic matter uh, for some personal reasons, just what we went through at our church home recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've gone back to our home church after Mm -hmm. being... on a mission. We were, gotcha. we were on a local mission for seven years, seven wow. to eight years. And a lot of things, a lot of growth and uh, learned a lot just about being in ministry, but watching my husband be the assistant pastor and watching the pastor. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So watching all of that, I, I said, you know what? I have a platform now. Let me talk about the emotionality of ministry. And then the, the colon behind that is when God becomes the goal. Yes, that's good. Yes. I God becomes that. the goal because we're all able to minister in our particular expertise, that's our, our right. areas of expertise. Right. But if we minister with the wrong goal in mind, then we will not have the same level of effectiveness. So wow. I, I do, I wanna thank you for being on the show. And I think it is gonna touch a lot of, a lot of people just like your mm-hmm. platform does, you speak a lot. Tell mm-hmm. us about a couple of events you're coming on and then we'll go into our discussion about the emotion.
3: Okay, actually, um, tomorrow I'll be speaking at a local church in the Fort Worth area. And, and it's like the topics that I'm speaking about, again, about healing. Uh-huh. And tomorrow's topic is gonna be about when suffering after the suffering, when suffering ends, ends. yeah. Okay. So okay. kind of like the other side of healing. But two other uh, large uh, women's movements, I call them. Uh, one is going to be Flutter. Okay. That's mm-hmm. going to be next Saturday. It's April sixth, and it's by uh, hosted by evangelist Corletta Govan, and it's about the seventh year, I think. It's a huge gathering where about three or four hundred women get together. really mm-hmm.
1: okay.
3: And they talk about healing, and and her uh, platform is based upon uh, the process of the butterfly. I'm going through the transformation and the metamorphosis. And then the last weekend in April, I'll be with uh, Sharon Simpson. She has a huge movement called the Unveiling, okay. and it deals with hurting women again, coming from domestic violence, rape, or any type of situation. And she really helps them heal and go through the process. That's well.
1: good. So we'll post the links for that. Do you have some events set up on your page so people can? Yes. Okay. Yes. So then we'll do that. We'll mm-hmm. share those so the audience can see. Absolutely. Okay. So let's. Okay. So let's talk about that. You said that you your your significant loss was kind of just propelled your ministry Mm -hmm. was the divorce yes and and my understanding is that you were married to a minister a pastor a pastor yes okay so kind of walk us through that when you say it helped propel
3: what you do now okay yes because when I was married uh waited late in life to get married Mm -hmm. and um got married and then like three or four months later we were thrusted into pastoring Mm, which is that Two new babies, a yes. marriage and, and a pastor. church. Yes, yeah, that's a lot. So yes. that was huge. And we were married for nine years. Mm-hmm. And then after the nine years, that's when he said, uh, quote, unquote, I no longer have the capacity to be married to you anymore. Isn't that
1: interesting? That is interesting. Very. I, I no longer that. have the capacity to be married to me anymore. Which means you're not priority because if you don't have the capacity, you're full. I get that. Uh-huh. That's exactly what that meant. And, of course, at that
3: time, I didn't know.
0: Okay. But, again,
3: having gone through the journey and healing, mm-hmm. and he's correct, he did not have, he the, didn't have the capacity. He did not have the capacity. Me was. That, again, I was not his choice. Priority. Okay. I was not his priority. Okay, okay. So, and he was, I heard that he had shared with other people that he was in a living hell. And looking back, now he was. Really? Mm-hmm. Being married, he was in a living yes. hell? Uh-huh. Uh uh-huh. wow. He was in a living hell, and so it was that. Mind you, I told you I've been uh in in the grief industry, been a mortician since eighty nine. Yeah. So I fell into the That's trap true. of of being uh uh-huh, yeah. being a person uh you know how we are good at telling other people what to do and how right. to care for themselves, right? But right. But not do that. For Self ourselves. Care. Right. So uh-huh. I didn't do self-care until 2012 when the divorce came around. Really? It was like my eyes, uh, the scales fell from my eyes. And it's like, I really fell into depression because I was like, God, you know, I'm serving you uh-huh. doing all I know how uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh-huh. this happened. Right. Right. And so that's what propelled me to this day. Is that the topic of the book? The book is called I Got My Marbles Back. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> very interesting topic God given okay. topic okay.
3: Uh, and it, it, he gave it to me when I was going through outpatient therapy Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. because what I did was uh, I couldn't wrap my mind around the doctor station around the fact that okay this guy doesn't want me anymore what am I getting ready to do I was middle aged, late 40, about mm-hmm. 48, 49 mm-hmm. and so I slipped into depression was suicidal and so I ended
1: up so you had some strong reactions oh yes And were you in a, you were in a leadership role because you was the pastor's wife. Yes. And so did you feel the congregation or anybody within that circle pull to you and say, Hey, how are you doing emotionally? Have have you gotten a counselor? Like, do you remember, none of that verbiage? No, ma'am. I felt abandoned.
3: It was maybe uh, a handful of people that reached out to me, but Mm -hmm. none of them
1: mentioned that. None. No. Yeah, we had a conference last week on the state of black women mental health. Wow. And we talked about that is how we need to have the conversations. Uh I I, ch- I challenged my husband on that as, you know, because he was a pastor, mm-hmm. just like you guys need to talk about that. Men need to talk about. It. Men need to say, yes. "Hey, you need to go to counseling. Hey, man, yes. it sounds like you need to talk to somebody." And, and we need to do it in church. Yes, we do. We need to do it in church. And so one of the ladies that I'm on the panel with, she she has a, sh- a shirt that says, you can pray and go to counseling. <laughs> I love that. I need to get one. Shout out to <laughs> Megan. 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 Pick Pickens. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I've been
3: on a panel with her uh-huh. about uh-huh. it's interesting because you and Megan and then another counselor in Fort Worth Lachelle uh-huh. are the three that I refer to really when thank my, you my, my, okay. when I
1: can't receive them uh-huh. you three other ones thank you yeah. I appreciate that absolutely yeah so that's. I think that's what people get confused or they get torn between is that because I, 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 I'll call you and tell you that I'm going to pray for you yes but I don't call you and tell you I have the name of some grief counselor. That's right. I, I have a name of some divorce counselors, you know, post-divorce. Yeah. And how empowering would that have been for you at that time? That would have been just,
3: I think, very empowering. It would have mm-hmm. kind of helped me get to a better place um, sooner than I did. Okay. And so
1: after the divorce, how many years did it take you to go to counseling? I actually know. I mean, oh, no, you're good. Okay, I, okay, love, okay. I love it. I, yeah, I'm that,
3: sharing. The, I love okay. sharing this journey. OK, but this journey again, immediately because I was I was depressed. I was suicidal. Yes. And so I called the doctor because, you know, being being a, a professional, you know what to do. He right. told me on a Friday. So I'm already thinking Monday. I got to call my doctor. Right. And I did. And my right. doctor was out of town. And so, you know, when you're desperate, you you'll just see whoever they said she won't be back for another month. I said, no, can't I may not be long. here. I can't wait. Right. So I went to see my doctor. Is Asian, and the doctor they put me with was a sister. Really, never seen her before. The moment she saw me, she wanted to admit me in the mental health hospital. Then, yeah. And I said, no, ma'am, I'm good. Um, and um, so, see how you. I did. I, felt, I
1: said, denied. no, ma'am, I'm good.
3: I denied it. I did. I did. I did not. I said no. I'm good. No, ma'am. I just need. I call them happy pills, antidepressant. I said, mm-hmm. I just give me some happy pills. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that I immediately, it was at that point. Well, I went to the doctor. She gave me the pills after I had to sign a contract. I had to sign a suicide. No, no contract. suicide contract. Yeah, because right. she said, do you realize what you came here for? Right. I said. I asked for pills. She said, "That's the method that you told me that you would use. You're not. Mm,
0: you're not going you,
3: to make me lose my license, right? <laughs> right. But it was after the maybe about two weeks after that moment that I I said, okay, I need to." I'm go go talk to somebody.
1: Mm-hmm. Talk therapy, okay. And that, I mean, that's part of the education of this is that you can do talk therapy and still take psych- psychiatric medications. Yes, the medications are to take the edge off of it so that you can move out of crisis mode and actually begin to process those emotions. That's so. Right. That's your public service. Announcement. <laughs> that's right. That, that's right. that, that is public good. Service announcement. I love it. And so okay, so let's move into how do you deal with the emotionality of it now because this is what i learned i went to see uh dr walker she's a holistic doctor a uh, naturalist and i went to see her i don't think it wasn't this year it was a year before last and um one of the things that she explained to me is that you're depleted because one there wasn't enough caloric intake just nutrition i wasn't taking in enough wow. uh, nutrition cal- calories and so those calories help us expend that energy that's fuel that's she explained right. that to me but she said also e- your emotional energy you're putting so much out mm-hmm. you don't have enough being fed back into you right and that's right in which it makes sense because my kids, everybody had left home, mm-hmm. right? So they were my, like, reservoirs, if you will. You know, hugs right. from kids and right. mommy, you know, mm-hmm. mom, anything. you know, all of that is, that feeds back into you emotionally. Right. So they were gone. I'm, I'm doing all of this in the community and everything, and I have a full practice. And she explained it to me. You cannot keep making withdrawals, and you don't have enough deposits. And I teach that. You're Right? Right. And so for you, you, you're giving a lot of withdrawals. You, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this. You have four, three events in April, right? right? Mm-hmm. So for the emotionality of right. ministry, Absolutely. let's talk about how do people in ministry actually get those deposits back right. without appearing selfish. Mm-hmm. Setting boundaries. Okay. Setting boundaries okay. for
3: yourself mm-hmm. and having what I call tea time. Hmm. Tanya time,
1: Tanya. My, okay. Tanya time, not
3: tea time. What you drink? <laughs> I love tea though, and and uh, I do, I, uh-huh. I do drink a lot of tea. Okay. I love lemon flavor green tea. Just about, uh-huh. I love to try different kinds. Uh-huh. But having tea time, Tanya time, and it was my uh, coach who helped me to uh, understand. Coach Cannon. Shout out. Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) She helped me understand you've got to do that. You know, you're speaking, you're going here. So I have that time where I have at least once a month, which is a Saturday where I do just what I want to do. Be it relax, sleep, or go to something for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. self-development. Anything I want to do to where I don't have to... uh, uh, do anything as far as for speaking somebody for somebody else right. that pours into me. Right, right. Uh, I now have my own therapist again. Okay. Because uh, in that time after the divorce, that was 2012, so was doing counseling and all of that for about uh, a year and then got discharged and stopped. And it, my coach, again, helped me understand just a few months ago, last year, uh-huh. she said, you know, you stop going to your counselor to help people. What? What is, you, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. And I said, you're right. So, uh-huh. I started back going to counseling. I call it maintenance. Yes.
1: Just like you go to your primary care physician. You got to do you it. You got to do it. Yes. You got to so
3: do I, it. So I do that. And, um, but, but those are the main... I get a massage now. Okay? okay. Monthly. Okay. Massages are what I call therapeutic necessities. When mm-hmm. you're going through crisis, especially because mm-hmm. of the toxins that build and up them, in our no, body. That's,
1: and people don't believe they it. don't believe they that don't believe you it. have to
3: base because it breaks it up so now uh i have been talking about that for, for a couple of years and this year i've implemented like go at least once a, month. once a month okay once a month okay for that. so so i do that and uh so those are just a few of the things that i that do, you do take care of me
4: are you do
1: you pay attention to your levels in the sense that like um last weekend when we did that event for black women in mental health afterwards I knew that I was depleted. Like I I knew there was nothing I could do. Like we went out to eat and it just took me just Mm -hmm. to engage. I stood at the sink. This is how depleted I was. I went to the restroom and washed my hands Mm -hmm. before we got ready to dine. And I used a soap dispenser, no problem. But I stood at that sink waiting for that water to come on wow. for like 30 seconds before I realized you got to turn the oh handle. Wow. That's how I was just depleted, you yes. know? And so when yes. I came out of the bathroom, you know, we had a good laugh about it. But it was also a realization among us that we should have not had this meeting right after. Right. Like we should have right. just said high five, you know, hugged and went home. But we right. were so conscious about wanting to uh go over everything that happened immediately first thought debriefing d- yeah. exactly so the the awareness that mm-hmm. this is what it takes out of you that's right that's what you realize you you're right
3: yeah I, i'm recognizing that on a greater level too because of what I do, again, dealing mm-hmm. with grief right. uh, um, all the time. It is very de- depleting when I finish with my clients. So yes, there's, there's a greater awareness now and I'm learning uh, to set boundaries and say, no, I can't go uh-huh. to, to this particular event. I can't go to dinner. Right. Even if it's family functions, you know, with, with my sisters or whomever, I won't get to make this event because I'm gonna be resting Right after after this. So I'm yeah. learning to do that after those types of events, I come home and I rest. And I, yeah. I'm learning to do something simple as taking a bubble bath. That's something else I do for myself. Okay. Because okay. I used to be a person to take showers. All the time. Gotta go, yeah. gotta go quick. Yeah. Get yeah. in, get out. Yeah. Now, Dr. Teals is my friend.
1: Okay.
3: I never used, the, I thought Dr. Teals was for old people that like some salt. Okay. Yeah yeah, some yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. You pour the okay.
1: honey, it, it It pulls will, it out. It pulls it You're out. right. The toxins You're right. and all. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're right. I'm just enjoying this. <laughs> I am. I'm just really enjoying this because we yeah. need to have these conversations because we see people feeding into other people in ministry, gospel Mm -hmm. singers. We tried to get a gospel singer for the show. I mean, we just talked to some of everybody in preparation for the show on what it actually takes to be in ministry. And the people who are being fed, they don't realize it. Oh, my god! Like, they're absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. So when we say pray for the pastor, pray for the worship leaders, pray for the teachers, Mm -hmm. there's a reason. Because they have to go home, not only deal with their families, but they also have to study and preparation. Absolutely. And I'm saying they, and I was in leadership, you know, for several years. Yeah. It's not like I don't know. And maybe that's why it is near Mm -hmm. uh, to my heart. Mm -hmm. I I was thinking of something else when you were talking just about uh, going to speak uh, at at other events and being pulled in different ways. Mm -hmm. Do you find that, I'm trying to be diplomatic about it. I totally get it. Come on, just just say Let's just say it. (laughs) I'm trying to be diplomatic about it. That people fail to understand that in your position that you are, you're basically an impact. So it is easy for you to absorb yes. those emotions that people are feeling. Yeah, You don't cry because you're a professional. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to break down with you because you're a professional. That's right. But behind closed doors, you mm-hmm. have to process
3: those emotions. You have to. You have to process those emotions and, and going home and feeling. There are many times I go home depleted. And I'm weighted down, Mm -hmm. especially after when there's been a great impact at an event Mm -hmm. and the people
4: pull on me. Mm -hmm. I
3: go home and I'm in the bed and can't get out. It takes me about two or three days to recover.
1: it does. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful. I'm married, you know, we've Mm gone on 26 years. My husband understands that. That's a blessing. He, he understands, yeah, because he'll get up, you know, the next morning, he's you ain't going to make it all. You know, i like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to uh-uh. make
0: it. I'm not going to make
1: it. Yes. You posted a video uh, this morning mm-hmm. on your Facebook page. And I, when I saw it, I said, I'm not doing this today. I am not watching this video because I knew it was going to take me to a really sad place. Uh-huh. But the way you described it, was that it was such a beautiful exposition of how to explain grief to people it is. and how to deal with grief? Yes,
3: it. It. I saw that video. Woke up uh, three forty-five this morning to uh, go to the ladies' room, <laughs> get back in the bed. because when you get older, you have, you to, have to do
4: those take things. Care your
3: <laughs> so I saw a me- I saw a message on Facebook and saw that video. I was oh, I've got to share this uh-huh, now. Uh-huh. What really got me was the children that were, of course. I knew it was going to tug at the heart of yes. a lot of people because it was a child dying.
1: And they chronicled
3: it. They chronicled beautifully, it. It was beautiful.
1: Beautifully. Beautiful there moments. wasn't anything horrific about it. There Nothing. wasn't anything obtuse about it. It That's was right. just beautiful. And I
3: believe it's things like that that we, we need, need to see. We need to see. We need just to like see. what you're doing now, yeah. talking about that. Yeah. Uh, use it as a teaching moment and a tool of what it's really, how those moments are supposed to be. Yes. Yeah.
1: But I, I I said, I should have paid attention to the disclaimer. I should have <laughs> saved that video and went back and watched it because yeah. they explained to the daughter, mm-hmm. that they so they had one baby who had a, a brain tumor, mm-hmm. an operable brain tumor, and they were literally at the last minutes of her life. That's right. Even if you're looking at the last 72 hours, they were in the last minutes of her That's life. Right. But they had all the family around mm-hmm. to accompany them during her transition, mm-hmm. and they had the kids running around, and it was so peaceful that the little boy was like why are you all here? Why are all these people here? Like he had no idea. You know he'll look back on that video and perhaps if they don't help him he'll feel guilty like Uh I didn't even respect that my sister was passing. Right. But even the way they handled it was like this is a natural part of life. This that is, is natural. a natural part yes. of life, yes. and even though we're grieving, mm-hmm. even though we're hurting, that's right. We're still going to do this, that's right, to help with the transition. With everybody, you can tell that's everybody
3: right. in their room. Yeah. Was a part of that transition, and uh, even though he was, I think he's a little bit younger than the he twins. He was a baby. Were, yeah, he was a baby. And that the, was her twin. That was her twin. I
1: did not realize that's that was her little And that's twin. why she took it.
3: She fully understood. She, oh yeah, because she one. had been with her.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize she, that was her twin. That was her
3: twin, and she fully understood it. And right when Avery died, her twin. Uh, was playing or something? They were trying to get her to be quashed. She yeah. said, "Don't shush me." Yeah, that's the anger. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, she did say that. And that those those hospice people were dynamic in how they dealt with their family. I
1: promise you, I, that were. was like a birth.
3: That was. That was Chronicles,
1: like it was a birth. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was it was a moment to rejoice. You know, mm-hmm, like I can right. get emotional about it now. That's so right. I, I'll I'll put the video on our page Good. and tag you on it. But it was so beautiful, that it's one of those things that if we were being honest with ourselves as human beings. Yes. The humanity of life, that that's this right. is who we are, that we feel, that's we right. emote, we do these things. And if we stop ignoring it, that's right. your sister died. We're going to the funeral and the child stays at home. That's what you you, usually yes, happens. Yeah, you see. don't give them any closure. And I'm guilty of that. I'm that's like, right. I want them to remember my grandmother like yeah. cooking. <laughs> yes. I want them to remember her really chicken. Yeah. You know, I want this one but the the closure part that's of it right. was handled you know in a contained you know their bedrooms let's talk about
3: it it doesn't give them an opportunity to learn about yeah. it because especially in our day and time they're going to learn about death and dying yeah, oh with yeah. all the shootings that they have in school and right. things like right. that so you have more control yeah. over it right, right.
1: when right. it's your family member right. and you can talk them through that process and that's what you do for a living I talk them through the process. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Like that's I told right. you, I admire your work. You uh, you are very necessary. When mm-hmm. I went into the counseling field, my daddy told me, you will never be unemployed. That's right. He, he said, "Some everybody, somebody right. is always going to need somebody to talk that's to. Right. And that's the same thing. We will never get away that's from right. the grief of loss, whether it's that's from right. divorce, the loss mm-hmm. of a child, uh, jobs, situations. We will never get away from that subject matter. And so your work just watching you speak on stage, just highlights. There you go, the grief doctor. He found you. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations on that. Yes, Dr. Tanya Cunningham. What a great work you've done. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my chucks, that's a part of my transformation, going from a first lady wearing heels all of the time.
5: And, and, yeah, and the yeah. church
3: that I joined that God led me to they wore chucks all the time, really. And now I have more chucks than anybody at the
1: church. Listen, I told you I was gonna call and get some tips because <laughs> I'm on that campus now and I cannot wear my heels like I have no today. That's right, yeah. I can't wear those heels on that concrete, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll break your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hope you'll come back again. I hope you've enjoyed this time. There's your book. You can Uh buy her book. Is it on Amazon? It's on
3: Amazon.com. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got my
1: marbles back. That's right. What is the the byline? There is life after loss. Right.
4: There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So make sure you go check out her book. Make sure you follow her Mm -hmm. on Facebook. It is Tanya Cunningham. That's right. She is a certified life coach. She's a speaker (laughs) and an author. And she will mentor you as well. Absolutely. Just reach out to her on Facebook. Her website is Tanya Cunningham Ministries. Yes. Dot com. Yes. There you go. so yes. I do my homework? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she has a beautiful website. It just reflects who she is as a person in her ministry. So when we say pray for her, mm-hmm. we're actually being sincere about that because you've heard today how she absorbs the energy yeah. from other people, the experiences yeah. from other people. You've heard how she de- decompresses mm-hmm. after uh, helping people on a macro level especially. That comes in handy that you have some kind of decompression uh, ritual. I tell right. people that all the time. Right. Don't just think that you can go from being up on stage Come on. to just sit down, just, just laughing like nothing else has happened. Right. It's really important and the emotionality of ministry is something that we need to pay attention to because we have pastors who are committing suicide. Yes. We have Preachers' wives who are committing suicide. We have yeah. a divorce rate that's higher in the church than it is, it is. in the world. Yes, it We is. have children who are in the church, but they're still lost. Mm-hmm. So if we don't pray for our pastors, if we don't talk about the emotionality of being a, a faithful Christian. That doesn't mean I'm not faithful because that's I'm right. emotional. If right. we don't talk about these things, we are actually handicapping ourselves. Mm-hmm. Why are we doing that? Mm-hmm. Jesus wept. Yes, well, it, it is. is. That's, Did he not that's Don't not the worry. Word. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There are people in the Bible who cried. There are people in the Bible who got angry. Yeah. There are people in the Bible who grieved there, mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. God never said that that was a sin. Yeah. The only sin is what you do through that emotion. Absolutely. That's good. Girl,
3: let me get you honorarium.
1: You did that. (laughs) (laughs) Because because what? I've been in his word. I've been in his word. And it bothers me. Mm
6: -hmm.
1: I do get choked up. It bothers me when I when somebody comes to me and says, My pastor didn't want me to come to counsel. Or I've I've been in situations, I've talked to groups where the pastor cut me off. The pastor cut me off. Wow. Right. And, and and it was so funny in a particular church, I mean, I remember it vividly. The pastor was in the back, so you had a row of women in the front. And I was talking about domestic violence. Yeah. You had a row of women in the front. He cut me off when I said that there is no reason for your husband ever to hit you. I don't care what his role is in life. That's he right. never has permission to hit you. Correct. And you need to what? Call the police. Yes. There are legal consequences for that. We don't call the police. You come talk to me if your husband is hitting you. Right. And all the women on the front row were like, wow. Yes, I kid you not. I But deny. a lot of that is happening. It's, it's happening. happening. It's, it's happening. happening. Why? Because, we don't, happening.
3: because, because we, don't we don't talk about, about it.
1: Because we don't talk about it. So I appreciate you coming on the Thank show. You. I am Thank not you. going Thank to you. keep you, Thank but I am you. going to keep following you and hope that we get the opportunity to work together again. And uh, talking about follow me, just stay
3: tuned for some updates. I'm getting ready to release my uh, first coaching program. Okay. It's called From Lost to Life. Really? April the 19th. Okay. okay. And the website is going to be updated. It's to drtonyacunningham.com. So okay. we'll have all that information for you where you can okay find yes it. just send
1: it to me and i'll post it Okay. So, yeah for everybody that saw her on the show goals don't have feelings with dr alexander this is dr Tanya cunningham she has graced us with her presence so that we could shed light on the emotionality of ministry and i thank you very much thank you for having me oh you are so welcome it was a blessing guys stay tuned we'll be right back bye Okay, welcome back. We have had a very full evening, two great interviews with Pastor Dixon and his first lady, Keisha of the Mount Gilead Baptist Church in Italy, Texas. I have to calm myself down when I say it to pronounce it properly. And then we had Dr. Tanya Cunningham who came in the studio and talked to us about grief and overcoming sadness and depression. She does quite a bit of work, so make sure you follow her on uh, Facebook because she tours quite a bit with her speaking uh, platform. So what do you guys think we wanna hear? We've been reading your comments. Uh, Thank you for engaging. We didn't have any calls in tonight, but remember that when you catch us next month on the first Thursday in May, we will have an episode. That's going to be a very exciting episode. And I'll tell you about that a little bit later. We are ready, ladies. Are y'all ready, Tasha? Have you figured out the the iPad, have you? (laughs)
4: Figured it out? No, I'm trying. Okay, so she's trying. So we
1: have we have iPads at each of the stations now, so that we can engage with you more. So we'll do a training with Tasha (laughs) for the next episode, so that she can be a little bit more fluid with uh, typing on the iPad versus her phone. And if anybody anybody out there wants to donate a phone. Pike, you know what? I do, do not do. A new I cannot phone. believe you are doing my phone feel like this. It starts out with 91% at 7 o'clock, and you're at what? 0.2%? <laughs> By 9 o'clock, you need a new phone. All right. So, you ladies, what you think? Did you listen in on some of the interviews? What'd you think? It was a great show. It, it was, was a great show? Yeah. Okay. Pastor,
2: yeah. first lady. Uh huh formative. Okay. Just very passionate about what they have to share tonight. Okay. Yeah.
1: Tasha. And uh I want to when when I'm home and have the opportunity, I really want to listen again with um your interview with the lady talking That's about grief. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. So
1: I'm, I'm very, you know, interested in that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think both of those topics uh, were necessary to have. I think this was a good show. I do want everybody in the audience to know that Tasha is really the brainchild behind the topics of the show. Yes. And then Nisha helps us get guests for the show. Yes. And I kind of just pull everything together and scream and, and boss and, us and, around and, around. <laughs> and then, and, and, and so we kind of pull it all together. My husband has been helping me behind the scenes. So hopefully we won't be in divorce court next month, talking about the emotionality of marriage and actually working together. And then we have a new team member who's going to join us, another Skyline person, Janice Davis. She won't be on the front of the camera. She told us she's a behind the scenes kind of person. So she'll be working with us too on some production issues because uh, Don said I'm too much for him. I'm doing <laughs> He said I'm too much. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And of course, we always like to end on a, a high note Fun, having fun. So, we are going to play Hot Topics tonight. Oh, not Hot Topics. That's something else. We're playing Hot Topics. Yeah, Hot Topics is Hot on the Spot. We surely need to make that topic. (laughs) But we're going to do Hot on the Spot. How about that? Hot Mm -hmm. on the Spot. Mm -hmm. So, every one of us has to answer this question Hot on the Spot. Do not think too long. Life would be boring without laughter. Cheetos. Coke. Girl. <laughs> well you took my laughter. Oh, okay, okay. So we agree. Okay, on okay no, without cuss words.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <as> a <laughs> okay. Uh, all
1: right. What meal did you hate as a kid and you haven't eaten since you've grown up? Beans. Um, red beans? Any kind of beans, I call them pooters. I do not. I don't eat pooters. No beans. No. What did I hate as a kid that I don't eat now? I don't. I don't like that I because I have changed. I eat a lot more vegetables than I did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably um, chitlins. I don't. I can't. I just, you ate them as a child. Yeah, they mm. made us taste them as a child. Yeah, I didn't. Eat, I didn't. I wouldn't eat them. You said it was like they made us taste them, but mm. I never went in the kitchen and said, "Can I have a bowl of cheese?" Yeah, and it's picked a plate up. them. Yeah,
2: that was not. Oh, baby, I, honey, I ate them as a child, and <laughs> I still eat them, <laughs> so what's baby. Uh, I didn't like those uh, green peas. Oh, really? Like, like English
1: peas? Yeah, the little and green, peas.
2: The sweet
1: peas. You don't like them? Uh, no, I don't uh, sometimes. Some of them are called English, pea. oh, yeah, yeah, like English peas. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, I like sweet peas. I like peas I like
2: pea salad, but when they was like
1: boiled. And just cooked. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All mm. right. What's the next one, Dawn? So, in other words, you eat everything. Oh, you said chitlins. Okay. Yeah, I don't eat Okay. Know okay, so if you uh-uh. had a theme song that played every time you walked into I answered that one last time, so I'm going to let them answer it. Oh, let me see. Okay, mine would probably be any song by uh-huh. Tupac. Just, you know, I love I love me some pop
2: <laughs> You know. Mine is Lana Richie. Easy like Sunday morning. I can see that. Yeah. I, yeah, I can see that. Uh-huh. I said uh Kevin
1: Gates. She got six jobs. I got six jobs. <laughs> <I> got six <laughs> jobs? Six yeah. jobs? What? It's a rap song. I know you don't know nothing about yeah, that. Yeah, I never heard of that. I know, because you didn't even know who Nipsey Russell was. No, about. don't start that. And it's not <laughs> Russell, see? Yeah. All okay. right, we- one more. You got, is any? Okay. Oh, name something on your bucket list. Um, bungee jumping. Bungee jumping is like Really? Yes. Really? Have you ziplined? No, I haven't ziplined. I've ziplined. Yeah, but, I try oh. What's on my bucket list? Mine would be, I want to go to uh London. I want to go across the, yeah, I want to go to London. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that.
2: Yes.
1: What's okay. on my bucket? I, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, because I, you know what I see a bucket list says, and I'm probably thinking way too much about this. It's something that I wouldn't ever get to do, but I'm no. going to make a point. Of, okay. So I'm thinking too much. It's just a list of things that you like to do it's before like, you oh, die. I yes. I do want to travel more. Mm. I know but i'm supposed to be specific about where i want to go right mm-hmm. want to yeah
6: abroad, yeah travel
1: abroad, abroad. I, I don't want to travel in the united states mm-hmm. i mean i will but like I can, I can travel in the united states to a graduation or something you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like i can go on a town, but i want to travel abroad and take really long trips mm-hmm. like yeah And you going to take your luggage with you when you go
2: you're
3: hitting, you're hitting the <laughs> I'm just asking, you know, did you want to keep wearing them same old undies that you
5: washed out in the sink for seven days? <laughs> I, <laughs> just remember, I took my underwear. That's what
1: I took. I had okay. my underwear. And my a swimsuit. Shoes. Okay. So, yeah. Somebody else. Okay. Underwear.
5: Yeah, hey,
2: leave hey, my emoji out of this. Yeah. It was fun, though. That was the best trip we've had in 25 years of yeah. Yeah.
1: travel life we travel light we took it to an entirely different level mm. alright right, so we are ending our episode tonight the emotionality of ministry Nisha do you have closing
2: words yes yeah, so I, I would like to share and I'm going to post it on Facebook I'm okay. posting it right now okay um, Laura has a uh, meditation CD that's available okay to okay. aid it and help individuals who are interested in uh, meditation I encourage you to try it Tasha okay but it is meditation uh, for calm and healing I do have that CD And it does kind of help you to be able to get into that mindset and preparing to meditate. You don't have to do 15 minutes. You can start off with maybe a minute and work yourself up to 5, 10, 15 minutes. But I just posted the uh, CD that she does have. And so what we'll do is actually post the link to purchase
1: the CD. And then tell us the name of her company. Nisha, you're going to have to look that up.
2: I had it right, but I don't know what I've had. Um, hold on,
1: just touched. Hmm. No, I can't pull it up. By an angel? No, it's not no. touched by an angel. What's your closing words? Why Nisha looks up the name mm-hmm. of that for us? Well, my closing words, I I don't know about this meditation, Nisha. <laughs> I'm going to just um,
4: encouraging.
1: I asked her. I I I was talking. She didn't say anything. I put in uh, one of the comments that the other day I was going home uh-huh. and. I slowed down, turned my blinker on to turn on the street that I'd never been on before in my life. And right when I got ready to turn, I thought, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. So I told Nisha, I said, does that count as meditation? I mean, I guess I was meditating. My mind was just somewhere else. No, you were on autopilot. You know, but I'd never be, I could see that if I, you know, went that way all the time. I'd never been on that street before. You know, so I think that's my meditation for this quarter. So,
2: I, by her giving me and telling me that story, I said that even speaks to the reason why <laughs> she should consider meditation. meditation uh-huh. Because she had so much on her mind that mm-hmm. she was distracted. And so, um, But the name of um, um, her organization is For the Love of Healing. And so, it's um, not the name of it, is it? For, for the Love of Healing. Oh. Mm-hmm. For the Love of Healing. So, um, well, that's we, good because
1: I mean I would think that sums up what this episode you know entails. That's true. Healing, that's yeah. For the mm-hmm. love of
2: healing. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so we'll definitely what post there. Yeah, we'll post too. the
1: link. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then make sure you go back and practice the meditation because you're supposed to ground yourself and yeah. put your hands. And I have to talk in this voice to kind of bring it down. But you have to put your hands on your lap. Put your feet. Take off your shoes and put your feet flat and on the floor. Crown yourself Tasha and breathe N-L-M-X-L. deeply. Do not let out gas. We are on the air. <laughs> Tasha and I are going to do it. So that's yes, <laughs> yes, for our episode tonight. I do want to bring to your attention this wonderful um, opportunity. Well, that's the book. Make sure you go buy the book. Go to Amazon. We've learned how to be a bestseller. So if everybody could go on right now and buy that $8 book, we would be the bestseller for this hour. We've learned about Amazon. But listen, the This opportunity that Nisha and I have had, last month we were on a panel to discuss uh, the state of Black women mental health, and it was awesome, and we had a lot of feedback from it. We had already planned to have a workshop in July, so what that was in March was a No, it was an appetizer. What we're having in July is the full workshop. There will be a workbook. There will be PowerPoints. There will be information. We're going to dialogue. So please go to Eventbrite and register early because that early bird fee will expire, I believe, May 1st. The early bird fee will expire. We are uh, offering group services. If you have a group of ladies, we have a couple of organizations that are gonna send a group of women. But all of those topics, uh, not all, we're gonna highlight some specific topics, basically microaggressions and how they affect our mental health. We're gonna talk about caretakers of mental health because people are not talking about this. You could be a caretaker of someone with a mental health problem and not even realize the impact that it's having on you. And then we're gonna talk about mental health in terms of relationships. And this is all in the context of black women because we need to understand what our mental health looks like and it is different from other women. We don't wanna minimize what other women are experiencing, but we do want to highlight what we're experiencing and change again, the dialogue from mental illness to mental health remove the stigma get the help and you will see that you'll have a better quality of life so Nisha and I are both licensed professional counselors we are teaming with Dr. Lawanda Evans she's a licensed professional counselor Miss Megan Pickens is a licensed professional counselor we're in private practice we're in this every day this is not a side hustle for us we are actually practicing clinicians So we will offer this workshop to you. It's not therapy. I want to do a disclaimer now. It is not therapy. But what it is, just like you take a training on heart disease or you go to a workshop on stress management. This is a workshop about Black women and mental health. It is one of many to come. I want you to pay attention to what we're doing because we are not playing on this platform. We are taking this very seriously and we're highlighting it and we're taking it beyond this zip code. So if you want to follow us, you can go to our website at call. To actionmentalhealth.com or you can go to the facebook ba- page at call to action mental health and we are doing amazing things if you have any questions of course you can always inbox me you can inbox uh, nisha you can inbox megan you can inbox wanda all of us are available to answer your questions mm-hmm. and help you navigate your way to their workshop on july 27th so we are done for the evening y'all want to sign off Nisha got one more thing
2: yes she on fire tonight yes. okay just confirming, May first is that uh, early bird special. So um, oh, yes, okay, it
1: expires day. on May first. May first, okay, yes. And you get the tickets through Eventbrite. You can find the event on Facebook, but you have to click that link and purchase a ticket. This is not a free event. Tasha, anything else? No. No. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. You're, you're thinking the audience. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, you're her, but... <laughs> she's looking directly into the camera. Thank you for joining us tonight. Yes. I mean, it's Thursday night. You could have be been anywhere else
2: you're joining us tonight. So we thank And we appreciate that. Yes, yes, and shout out to
3: my girl, Nettie Ned. Nett. <laughs> oh, she's she, yeah. she
1: Interacted. She Tasha, Tasha had her own fan club tonight. Uh, Saturday, <laughs> Power Play, the station where our show is hosted, Power Play is having Do You Blue. We learned we're supposed to wear blue. Well,
0: well,
1: yes, we are. That's the grand opening. So if you are looking to get into television, you can certainly come by. Take television or radio? So it's TV from a radio well, point of view. Yeah. Boom, I got it. Oh, All righty, All right. All right, guys, thank you. We appreciate you joining us. Remember, next month we're talking about Uh, black women and mental health and those ladies that I talked about with the workshop will be on set we're gonna have some awesome dialogue we did at the panel and we're going to continue the discussion so make sure you join us don't say I don't think you're gonna say bookmark but do people say bookmark anymore
6: no no okay
1: Save save the date there you go save the date. thank you